Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's May, it's the 31st of May. It's 2017, it's a Wednesday. We have four early baseball games to talk about, nine late games to talk about. Those two games kind of in between, I don't see them really on any slates, on any sites. So we're going to skip over those two games and talk about the two main slates here on this Wednesday podcast, I am sure you guys are as ready as I am to move on to the Wednesday slate. Tuesday was rough. Um, a lot of Nelson Cruz, a lot of Shark. Let myself, you know, talk myself off of Robbie Ray for the most part and ended up with a lot of Shark. And, um, you know, it was just one of those slates where you're ready for the next day. And the good thing about Daily Fantasy is we get to play this every day, and uh, you can forget about the slate that you just got crushed on. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're going to do this thing today. I'm running solo today. My bad to my co-host, Notorious. Um, little scheduling issue, and I passed out on the couch early. And, yeah, so he'll be back next week. And, um, you know, let's talk about this early slate Four games here. Um, overall, when you look at the slate, it's actually not terrible when it comes to pitching. Um, there's some really solid options. There's no, you know, knockdown aces, but there are some options here that we can look at. We're gonna get started here with this Arizona Pittsburgh game. Godley against Chad Cool. Um, you know, Zach Godley's been a guy that we've used a bunch this season. He's pitched really well in certain matchups. Um, you know, we look at it, he has a 363.67 Sierra, um, not giving up a lot of home runs. The hard contact rate is at 27%. The swinging strike rate is 13%. Getting a ton of ground balls. Getting the swing and strikes. The contact is down. Um, you know, he's probably... My favorite pitcher on this slate, and you know, just looking at it, there's a nine total in this game. Okay, um, you know, I, I think that's a little too high for when you look at this game, just in general here. So I'm o- okay with overlooking that. Um, when you look at Zach Godley, he's pretty neutral lefties, righties. Struggles a little bit more with lefties as far as Woba goes, but you look at it and. His hard to soft contact ratio since the start of last season against lefties is 2%, which is elite. Um, so I'm not buying that he's you know really struggling against lefties, which, you know, when you look at it, Adam Frazier and Polanco, maybe the only two lefties in this lineup. So um, I think Zach, Zach Godley's in a good spot. Chad Cool, a guy that has um, 
really good against right-handed bats. Um, you know, you know, especially when you're looking at this slate and you only have eight pitchers on the slate. But you know, he continues to really struggle with lefties. He has a 3.95 wOBA against lefties, 38.5% hard contact rate, giving up a lot of fly balls, giving up home runs to lefties. He's just been all around struggling with lefties. So when we look at this lineup here, um, you know, for the Arizona side, we'll start with them. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to take a lot of bats from this game. We do have a, this game that's in PNC, which is one of the friendlier ballparks for pitchers in baseball. But I do want to look at guys. Um, lost my train of thought. Um, I do want to look at guys like David Peralta and Jake Lamb. Um, Jake Lamb. This season has just been phenomenal. Um, in 160 plate appearances, he's batting 319, 333 ISO, 433 WOBA, 37% hard contact rate against right-handed pitching, just absolutely crushing righties this season. So Lamb and Peralta, the two lefties that I'm looking at here, if for some odd reason we get back-to-back -back days of Chris Herman, um, I think he's definitely in play as well. If they bat one of these uh, lefties like Blanco or somebody, you know, cheap leadoff. Um, I wouldn't mind those options as well. Like I said, Chad Cool really struggling with lefties. So I'm looking at the lefties here. And when you look at it, it's really David Peralta and Jake Lamb. And um, like I said, if Herman somehow magically draws a start, um, you know, on back-to-back -back days, God forbid. Um, looking at the Pirates side here, when you look at the Pirates, um, Jose Ozuna is the only guy with an ISO over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. Um, Adam Frazier is the only guy with a WOBA over 350 against right-handed pitching this season. So this team's been struggling. Uh, yeah, they got Polanco back, which is good. But even in 90 at-bats for Polanco this season, he only has a 23% hard contact rate against righties. He does not strike out against righties. He's really tough on right-handed pitching as far as just general at-bats. So I don't hate Polanco and I don't hate Frazier, but um, you know, out, outside of like a hedge stack, just because I know I'm going to have Zach Godley a lot here on this little slate, um, and a hedge stack would probably be really low owned. But um, for the most part, I, I don't love this spot for these guys. If I'm playing anybody, like I said, it's probably Adam Frazier. Moving on to the Cincinnati at Toronto game. I think this is going to be the game that a lot of people are going to flock to on the slate. And um, it makes a lot of sense when you're looking at the slate. Tim Adelman against Michael Bolsinger. Um, Adelman is one of those guys where his stats just... They, they just... I just don't even know what to think about this guy anymore. Because, you know, everything suggests like... You know, this guy is not good. And then he just goes out and throws these games where... You know, zero earned runs, or six earned runs, or one earned run, or three. So he's really tough to gauge. Um, you know, just looking at the stats overall, he's pretty neutral lefties, righties. So, like, I think these guys are definitely in play in this spot. I don't want to play Adelman, and I don't want to play Michael Bolsinger here. I think these are the two guys you're going to want to kind of stay away from on this slate. Well, you know, there are options here. There are options, um, even for a four-game slate. Um, looking at the Cincinnati bats here against Bolsinger, he's been struggling with righties. Uh, it's a small sample size. It's only 25 innings since the start of last year, 
But you look at it, 436 Woba, 35% hard contact, a lot of home runs to righties. Um, the whip is extremely high. The walk rate is high. The strikeout rate is low. It's everything that we want to see when we're wanting to pick on a pitcher. So, you know, guys like Adam Duvall, Zach Cozart, actually don't even hate Joey Votto here, or Scott Schebler, Billy Hamilton. I, I like the Reds here. I like the Reds a lot. I think they'll be overlooked on the slate, and... I think they're one of the better stacks here. And it's a four-game slate, so I think a lot of people are going to stack Toronto. And I think the Reds have just as much upside. You know, Cozart, Votto, Suarez, Shebler, Duvall. Um, all five of those guys have ISOs over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. So there's some there's some power upside in this lineup. You know, Shebler has 11 home runs. Um Against righties, Duvall has 10, Suarez has 8, Votto has 8, you know, Kozar has 4. So there's some upside in this lineup against right-handed pitching. And a lot of it has to do with playing in the Great American Ballpark. You know, it's a small ballpark. But still, when you're looking at the Reds, I do think you want to look at those, you know, five guys there. Um, there's some power upside there for sure. And then Billy Hamilton, obviously. The stolen base upside, you know, he has 23 stolen bases this season when there's a right-handed pitcher on the hill. So... He is definitely a threat every time he gets on base. So I like the Reds a lot. As far as Toronto goes, I definitely like Toronto here. Um, they were my saving grace on the only reason that I didn't get shellacked on the on the Tuesday slate. I had one one Robbie Ray team, and it just happened to be my Toronto stack. Um, if I had anybody else besides Shark on that team, probably would have been a really good lineup. But, yeah, things happen. We move on. Um, Donaldson, Baptista, Morales, Smoke, um, Russell Martin, it'd be interesting if he catches after a, you know, night game last night, so we'll have to see if he's in the lineup, I don't really think he will be, usually they get catchers the day off after a day-night, um, game, so, and then Troy Tuiwitzki, he could potentially move up in the lineup if no Martin, um, you look at Adelman, like I said, very neutral kind of guy, but it does give up a lot, a lot of hard contact to righties. So, you know, we get some power righties here. And then Morales and Smoke are just crushing the baseball this season. Um, very underrated. I know we talk about them a lot here on the morning grind. But just throughout the industry, very, very underrated. So, um, like this game, this is definitely the game you want to, you know, target for your bats. You know, eat the chalk and uh, move on. Philadelphia at Miami. Um, Aaron Nola against Dan Straley. You know, we, I talked about a couple pitching options on the slate. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Zach Godley. And then you're looking at two guys here, Aaron Nola and Dan Straley. Nola, a guy, you know, very, very good against right-handed bats. Um, you know, a 304 Woba with a 26.9% hard contact rate, 27.8% soft contact rate. So, against righties since the start of last season, Nola's soft contact is actually higher than his hard contact um his xfip is two almost two and a half runs lower than his era against righties 27 percent strikeout rate against righties 55.6 percent ground ball rate so if we get that normal right-handed um you know the righties in this lineup stanton ozuna Romuto, um you know maybe we're potentially looking here at um nola Nola not as terrible, not terrible against lefties, but much better against righties. Um, Three twelve Woba against lefties, only a twenty one percent strikeout rate. So it's really going to depend on 
what kind of lineup we see here from Miami. I do think Nola's in play regardless. Um, but you really need to make sure, you know, it's like at Marlins Park that this game has the roof closed. I don't imagine them having the game, the roof open in this game because it is going to be extremely hot, um, you know, like 95 degrees and really humid. So, you know, just make sure because if it's that hot and they have the roof and the wall open, the ball's going to be flying. So, yeah. Um, when you're looking at Dan Straley here, it's just it, – it's more not even Dan Straley. It's just the Phillies have just been awful. Um, you know, Justin Nicolino can't strike out anybody, and he pitched really well against this team. Outside of Aaron Althier, um, this team has just been awful. And you look at the strikeout rates, you know, 28%, 28 20%, 25%, 18.9%, 21.6%. You know, 15% Galvis is the lowest, um, you know, among among the starters here. Uh, Franco, 14.6%. But, you know, just this team has been really bad. You get a really nice ballpark. Um, Dan Straley, one of the biggest favorites on the slate. So I, I like Straley here. I think it's going to be a mix of Straley and Nola with Zach Godley for me, you know, on two pitcher sites. Um, as far as bats go in this game, there's really nothing that I like on the Philadelphia side. You know, Dan Straley is not by far anything, you know, extremely special, but, you know, he is really good against lefties. Kind of a reverse splits guy. Since the start of last season, so you know they probably roll out their lefty in here with Galvis and Hernandez and Saunders and Herrera. So you know Tommy Joseph much better against lefties. Cameron Rupp much better against lefties. If I'm playing anybody, I play Aaron Althier as a one-off, um, and that's really it. Now, if the roof is open, um, you can definitely make a little stack here. But I think if you're stacking this game, if the roof is open, it's more on the Miami side. Don't mind Yelich or Bohr here. Um, you know, like I said, Nola, a little bit worse against lefties. But I'm really not going to go out of my way to, you know, pick on pick on bats in this game. Um, let's move on. We have Houston at... Houston at Minnesota, um, David Paulino against Hector Santiago. Um, some sites have Joe Musgrove, but that's not right. It's David Paulino getting a spot start here. Um, he was, yeah, he was called up yesterday. Very limited sample size on Paulino. Um, five and a half innings this season with the Astros. Um, Looking at let's look at his AAA numbers here. You know he's pitched 14 innings in AAA this season. Um, nothing really special. 8.4% swinging strike rate. Really low BABIP. Um, fly ball pitcher um, gives up a bunch of home runs. Yeah, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here in the AAA numbers. Um, last season he only pitched 14 innings in AAA. Pitched 64 innings in AA. His swinging strike rate last season was much higher. His strikeout rate was much higher last year. But in only 21 innings this season um, between AAA and the majors, the strikeout rate is down and massive fly ball guy, um, which is kind of interesting here. 
when looking at the righty. Uh, looks like he's a really tall guy. 6'7". Um, it's very interesting. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm not playing him by any means here. Just wanting to know if I can take bats against him or not is more what I'm looking at. And then Hector Santiago, I'll pass. Um, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast a bunch this season. Houston Astros just not striking out a lot against left-handed pitching. And, um, you know, Hector Santiago, a guy that I, I always want to pick on anyway. So I'll just take bats in the spot. So that's what I'm going to look at here. Let's get started with Houston. Um, this game being in Minnesota. Against Hanser Santiago, um, Houston righties definitely in play here. Springer, Altuve, Correa, um, Beltran, Marwin Gonzalez. Do not forget Marwin Gonzalez. Um, you know, Marwin Gonzalez, very, very small sample size this season. 273 ISO, 405 Woba uh, against left-handed pitching. Do not forget him. Springer coming alive against lefties this season. Massive ISO. Altuve, as we know, hits lefties really well. Correa has some positive regression coming with lefties, and I think he has really good BVP against Santiago as well. Love the Houston righties here. Um, love the Houston righties. The top five. Uh, if they bat Springer, Altuve, Correa, Beltran, Gonzalez, those are the five guys that I want here. As far as the Minnesota side goes here against David Paulino, um, Dozier, if Sano's back in the lineup, Kepler, um, it's kind of it for me. Um, we'll have to see what the Sano thing was. We really didn't get much on why he got scratched. So Dozier different, de- definitely disappointed um, in that spot yesterday. Really liked that spot from yesterday. And he disappointed. Um, I expect the line to go up in this game. That you know Vegas still kind of has Joe Musgrove on a couple sites that I'm seeing, and it's nine and a half already. So could potentially see more here. Um, don't hate the Minnesota side. I think they'll be overlooked like the Reds in high total games. So, you know, the two games that we're kind of targeting here for this slate, I, I think you can definitely look at these teams. But uh, let's talk some night baseball here. Moving on to the nine-game late slate. All right, we're going to get started here with New York Yankees at Baltimore. Tanaka against Gossman. Oh, Tanaka's last start. I don't know if you guys tilted it with me or not, but uh, where did that come from, right? Like, you know, we look at it and we're like, 13 strikeouts. You know, obviously, Oakland is Oakland, but, you know, you look at it a little bit more and there's some of the pitches that we really haven't seen a lot of um, this season from Tanaka. He threw a lot of curveballs in that game, sliders. And, man... When his sinker and curveball are working and, you know, he's able to throw these cutters and stuff, he's good. It's just, you know, you never know what's going to happen when it comes to Tanaka and that arm and stuff. But we look at the stats this season for Tanaka, 403 Woba against righties, you know, giving up a ton of home runs to right-handed bats. You know, he's been, you know, solid against lefties, I guess. Uh, 342 Woba, giving up home runs to lefties as well. So, like, you know, you have a matchup here with Baltimore in Baltimore. I don't think this is a spot we go to Tanaka. I think we look at the Baltimore bats here. Hoping that we're going to kind of get him a little overlooked. Kevin Gossman. Man, what has happened with this guy this season? You know, 417 Woba against righties this year. 
you know, only a 17% strikeout rate, 33% hard contact rate for Gossman against righties, 335 OBA against lefties, 32.5% hard contact rate against lefties. Um, man, he's really struggled. When we're looking at the Yankees' bats, um, the profile here, when I was looking at the batted ball profile, um, Aaron Judge really stands out. I, I like Judge a lot in this spot. Um, Brett Gardner. Getting it rolling for sure. Um, you know, the Yankee stack definitely in play here. Like, they're definitely in play. Gossman has been really bad. So, I, I do like the Yankee stack. They're on the road. You get that extra at bat, you know you're going to get that ninth inning. So, I do like the Yankees. And, you know, I like the Baltimore side here too. I think they'll go overlooked. You know, Tanaka coming off a really good game. But when we look at it, he's given up a bunch of home runs. And, um, you know, Trumbo, Davis, Machado, Jones, um, the Beef, Jonathan Scope. Like, there's home runs in this Baltimore lineup. So, I, I do like these guys um, here. And, I, like I said, I think they kind of go overlooked because it is a matchup with Tanaka. The line kind of tells you everything you need to know. Tanaka's a barely a favorite here on the road in Baltimore. Um, should be some really – there should be some runs here for sure. So, like both of these teams – um, there's a bunch of offenses on the slate that I like, so you know it's a tougher it's a tougher slate, but um, you know I definitely think you can look at these two teams here. Milwaukee at New York, um, Junior Herrera against uh, Jacob Degrom. Um, Degrom big favorite here, seven and a half total, one of the lower totals on the entire slate. Jacob Degrom this season has been just phenomenal. The strikeout rate is just insane. Um, the swinging strike rate is insane. Good against lefties, good against righties, striking them all out. Um, you know, I love this spot for him against the Milwaukee team that does strike out a bunch. Um, you know, and he struggled a little bit in the past with this team, but this game being in City Field at home, um, you know, it's really going to come down to are you playing DeGrom or Scherzer? And, like, I think they're both in play for sure. Um, you know, it's it's hard to argue against Max Scherzer against the San Francisco team that's really struggled this season in a really big ballpark. Um, you know, we'll get there. But um, as far as the top two options go, they're definitely 1A and 1B to me today. Um, this matchup for DeGrom is really excellent here against a team that, you know, strikes out a ton. So, I, I like DeGrom. Junior Guerrera. um here on the other side of this game you know you look at his stats and they're kind of skewed this season not a lot of not a lot of sample size he's only pitched eight innings we look at 2016 um you know that's where we're gonna get a lot of our stats when it comes to him here because like we just don't have a big sample size for this year really solid last year 271 woba against lefties 282 woba against righties um you know, you look at the strikeout rates, they were right around 20%. Not terrible here. Um, his BABIP was really low, which kind of is concerning. Um, you know, the XFIP, a little bit higher than the ERA, suggests some regression. The thing that kind of stood out to me when I was looking at his stats um, from last season was he had a 39% hard contact rate against lefties. Um, it's really high. And you're looking at this lineup, like, really having to pay up for the Mets right now so it's tough to play these guys but like you know this isn't the worst spot in the world for some of these power lefties um Conforto Bruce Walker um 
Duda, I guess, but I'm not playing Lucas Duda here. If he hits a home run, so be it. Um, the Milwaukee side, I'm just not, I'm not, you know, it's a nine game late slate. I'm just not going out of my way to pick on Jacob DeGrom with bats here, so I'll pass. Moving on, Tampa at Texas, Chris Archer against Austin, Bevins, Dirk, um, I guess, AD, ABD, there we go, we'll call him that. Nine and a half total here in this game, which is really high um, for a Chris Archer game. Archer is the favorite here in this game. But with the Heat and Vegas expecting this game to be, you know, somewhat high scoring, it, you know, I don't know if you really want to pay up for Archer. I think if, you, if you're looking at contrarian options when you're looking at the, you know, the, the high price range here, you know, with Archer being only $700 less than DeGrom, and $2,000 less than Scherzer. I don't see a lot of people playing Chris Archer in this spot. Um, probably for good reason. Like I said, this is like, you know, just thinking contrarian, um, you know, low-owned with upside. You know, you look at Archer, he has double-digit strikeouts in four of the last five games. And, like, he's going to be overlooked here, obviously because of the high total and all that. But, you know, like... It's not a good spot for him. I just want to make that clear for a second. It's not a it's not a good spot for him. You know, it's going to be really hot. You know, the total tells you a lot. Like, you know. When we look at this lineup, um, you know, there's a bunch of power in this lineup. So that's always concerning. As I said, um, I don't mind playing him here, you know, accepting the risk and knowing that he's, like, super contrarian, but he does have some upside here, so I don't hate it for that, uh, but he could easily get blown up in this game as well. Looking at the other side here, ABD, Austin, Bevins, Dirk, um, you know, small sample size, only 11 innings this season with the Rangers up in the bigs, uh, giving up a lot of hard contact, um, more of a fly ball guy, um, in the bigs, but let's look at his triple A numbers from this year and last year. Uh, the swing and strike rate about 8.3%. Um, since the start of last year, strikeout rate is right around 18.5%. Nothing great there. Kind of a fly ball, ground ball neutral guy. Not seeing a lot that's going to scare me off of my Tampa love right now. Um, I, I think you can go right back to the well with the Tampa bats. Going to be hot. Looking at their implied team total of 5.15. Second, um, yeah, I think it's the second highest on the slate. Yeah, it is the second highest on the slate. So Tampa's going to get some love here. Love this spot for them. Um, you know, Dickerson, Kiermaier, Logan Morrison, um, Longoria. Steven Souza is red hot right now. Like, people are just not playing him, and he is just El Fuego right now. So... You're paying up for him. He's 5K on DraftKings, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but you look at it, and you know he's just continue. He's just mashing the baseball right now. Um, so take that for what it is. And you know, if you want a guy that's going to be five percent owned, that is crushing the baseball. You know, people are not going to pay this price for him. So do you like Souza here? As far as the Rays go, the only way or the Rangers go. The only way that I would play them here is a stack. Um, you know, just a stack against a good pitcher. Nobody's going to play it. But I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to go out of my way to make, you know, play one-offs here from Texas against Chris Archer. So uh, that's how I would play this game. Boston at Chicago, the White Sox against the Red Sox, Drew Pomerantz against Mike Pelfrey. Um, man, this game was kind of disappointing yesterday. A lot more runs than I expected. I think a lot more runs than everybody kind of expected. Um, when you looked at it, you kind of knew the risk going in with Chris Sale because the White Sox are one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. But I don't think anybody expected 30 hits from this game, 20 runs yesterday. Um, with that being said, um, man, just did not expect that many runs. Uh, Boston Red Sox bats are starting to come alive. So I definitely don't want Mike Pelfrey here. Drew Pomerantz, you know, you look at his stats this season, um, 292 Woba against righties, 31% hard contact, 25% soft contact, 27.7% strikeout rate, ground ball, fly ball, neutral guy, gives up home runs, um, XFIP suggests that he's a little bit better than his uh, four ERA, the BABIP is 250, which is kind of worrisome. I just don't think I want to pick on the White Sox with left-handed pitching. Um, you know, they rank first in Team Woba against lefties this season. So, you know, up and down, I just don't want to do it. Um, Mike Pelfrey, not really getting blown up this season, which is kind of tilting. Um, you know, you want to target, you want to target him here. He's just a gas can. Um, a lot of soft contact rate against a lot of soft contact against righties. I just want to point that out. Almost a thirty-five percent soft contact rate against righties this season. I expect that to regress. Um, I did just want to kind of note it though when I was looking at it. Um, I was like, man, why is he not getting shelled by righties? But that's why. So I expect some regression there. His two fifty BABIP, um, his Sierra and XFIP suggest regression. Obviously. So I think you can look at your your normal Red Sox here. Um, Mookie Betts, Andrew Ben Dettini, um, Xander Bogarts, Hanley Ramirez, Mitch Moreland, Jackie Bradley. Top six really in play here for the Red Sox. Um, as far as the White Sox go. Jose Abreu is just absolutely destroying left-handed pitching this season. Not getting a lot of love. 255 ISO, 494 Woba. Um, Yomer Sanchez, Garcia, Matt Davidson. You know, like, they don't even strike out a lot against lefties either. Like, Willie Garcia strikes out a bunch, but the rest of these team, uh, I guess Tim Anderson strikes out a bunch too, but you know, the rest of this team just doesn't strike out against lefties, so... I don't mind a little White Sox life here. Um, you know, Brady, probably my favorite. Garcia, really close second. But, you know, we kind of saw yesterday. This team can hit left-handed pitching. If they can hit Chris Sale, they can hit Drew Bomerans. Moving on, Detroit at Kansas City. Matt Boyd against Ian Kennedy. Oh, man, this game was tilting yesterday, wasn't it? one nothing is what everybody expected out of this game yesterday. Um, I know that's exactly what I expected, um, you know, with all my Detroit stacks. Um, 
you know, looking at, I just, I was curious what that kid ended up with. Six and one third, five strikeouts, two hits. Um, all right, nine total here. These nine totals in Kaufman this season have been extremely tilting. Uh, nothing that we could really trust, to be honest. But we look at it. Matt Boyd has really struggled with right-handed bats this season. Um, Three eighty-nine WOBA against righties, almost a forty-four percent hard contact rate against righties. Not striking anybody out. Definitely don't like the fact that Boyd's giving up a ton of hard contact to righties here. Um, Ian Kennedy. He's been really solid against lefties this season. But when you look at it a little deeper, he's given up a lot of hard contact. And the BABIP is really low. Um, the XFIP suggests some regression there from him against lefties. Against righties, he has a 293 Woba with a 34.6% hard contact, almost a 23% strikeout rate. He's a fly ball pitcher. He's given up a bunch of home runs. Going to face a lot of righties here. I don't think he's the worst option in the world here. I think I'm going to pass. Um, you know, I wouldn't try to talk you off of it if you were wanting to play him. I just He's just not a guy that I'm going to play here. Like you know, We talked about DeGrom. We talked about... Um, I know I talked about somebody else. Oh, Chris Archer is being contrarian. But we get into these later games out on the West Coast. There's actually some options in those games. So we'll get to those in a minute. Um, Looking at the Detroit Bats, Alex Avila is in play for me. Um, JD Martinez, Justin Upton. The Power Bats is what I want here. I'm going to be targeting these guys as one-offs. So I want the Power Bats. And that's what I'm going to be looking at. Um, when you're looking at Matt Boyd, I already talked about his struggles, um, you know, with right-handed bats this season. So, you know, you're looking at guys like Whit Merrifield, which has been extremely underrated this season. Um, like Bonificio, I guess. Solaire, the power righties. Um, Lorenzo Cain's eventually going to break out of his funk against, you know, lefties. But I'm going to pass. I don't really love the Royals um, this season. They've really struggled. Um, Salvador Perez have probably gained some traction here. 115 ISO, 219 Woba against lefties. Does have a 43% hard contact rate, so he's hitting everything hard. It's just um, Salvi's not been great against lefties this season. So don't hate him here. Obviously, you know, we talked about Matt Boyd's struggles against righties this season. You know, hard contact rate against uh, righties was up. Perez's hard contact rate against righty or lefties is up, so don't hate it. Dodgers at Cardinals, Ryu against Martinez. Um, you know, Ryu, a guy, another guy that's kind of tilting. I feel like this is just a slate that's kind of tilting, but, um, you know, when we're looking at it here, the Cardinals against lefties. You want to talk about a team like it's kind of tough to figure out. Tommy Pham, whatever, um, hitting lefties well. Jose Martinez, when you know he's playing, I don't even think he's with the big big league club right now. He might be. Jerko is starting to get his groove um, against lefties back, but you look at the rest of this lineup. Diaz really low ISO. Yadier Molina low ISO. Uh, Carpenter low ISO. Fowler and Piscotti, low ISOs. You know, they're not going to strike out a bunch. Um, but when you have an eight total, uh, gosh, I, I don't think he's the worst play on the board here. 
just because, you know, there's just not a lot of upside in this lineup outside of Tommy Pham. And you guys can't see me. I'm smashing my head up against the desk. Um, yeah, like, there's just not a lot in this lineup that's going to kill you. Um, this eight total kind of interesting. He's the dog here. Carlos Martinez is the favorite. Um, you look at Carlos Martinez. Extremely good against righties this season. Almost a 30% strikeout rate. 255 Woba um, against righties. Looking at lefties, 307. Strikeout rate definitely comes down. Hard contact rate is almost 39% against lefties this season. The problem for Carlos Martinez is he's going to face a lot of good lefties in this lineup. Corey Seager, Grindahl, Bellinger. Um, the red hot old man using a walker to get to the plate, Chase Utley. Um, so I don't like this spot for Martinez. I don't like right-handed pitching against the Dodgers. I talk about it on the podcast all the time. The Dodgers, one of the most elite base or teams in baseball against right-handed pitching uh, for seasons upon seasons upon seasons now. They're fifth in Woba this season against righties. Um, WRC Plus, their top 10. Everything, really, their top 10. So I'll just, I'm not going to pick a right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers. I'll pass. Um, as far as the Dodgers' backs go, Bellinger, Grindahl, kind of it. Um... If you want to ride the hot streak of Chase Utley, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Uh, I keep making jokes about it, but the guy just keeps <laughs> mashing the baseball. Um, you know, double-digit fantasy points now in five of the last six games. So, not the worst option in the world for 3,400. Um, just can he keep it going against a pretty decent Carlos Martinez. Uh, as far as the Cardinals go, I don't ever mind Dexter Fowler against lefties. I know he's kind of struggled this season against lefties, but um, him and Tommy Pham, I guess. Um, Pham, really small sample size, but he is hitting lefty and pitching really well this season. Moving on, Atlanta at LA. Jaime Garcia against Jesse Chavez. Um, low total here. Two offenses that are dealing with injuries. Um, Jaime Garcia really good against lefties this season small sample size decent against righties uh, just doesn't strike anybody out but he is a massive ground ball guy so um, you know when you look at it and you're looking at the slate he's 7600 I wish he was a little cheaper here um, you know if he was a little cheaper I think he'd be more interesting He's coming off of uh, two really good games in a row against San Francisco and Washington. And I just wor I always worry about the strikeouts. He does limit the damage, so I don't think he's the worst option in the world here against the Angels with you know a Mike Troutless Angels. Um, you know Cameron Maven has been decent against lefties this season. Malinado, if he draws the start. Um, he's the guy that's really been crushing lefties in this lineup. But you look at it in the active roster, uh, Malinado has one, Marte has two, Pulhos has one, and Calhoun has one. That's the only home runs here against lefties this season. Actually, a lot more interest in Jaime Garcia than I thought I would. Marte, Cameron Maben is batting 333, Malinado batting 444, but the rest of this lineup, nobody's batting over 200 against left-handed pitching this season. Um... Definitely going to be digging into Jaime Garcia here after the podcast because just looking at this Angels lineup against left-handed pitching this season, pretty bad. Um, you know, 
Let's see here. They're ranked 19th in WOBA um, against lefties this season, and it just shows you like how much Trout is kind of boosting these numbers. Because um, as a team, they're hitting 250, and like two guys over 300 are not going to skew the numbers that much. So I'm going to be digging into Jaime Garcia here uh, when I get done. You know, I wanted a cheaper pitcher, so to be able to pay up for one of these big guys. So maybe, maybe old Jaime um, is in play here. Um, the other side here, Jesse Chavez, you know, Chavez, a guy that's kind of reverse splits, um, you know, 370 Woba against righties, almost a 40% hard contact rate, 318, 32% hard contact rate against lefties. Um, like I don't mind Matt Kemp here as a one-off or Kurt Suzuki as a one-off. Um, but I'll be honest, this is a game that I'm just going to kind of stay away from. Like I said, if Molinato catches, um, you know, you know I love me some cheap catchers. Um, he is hitting the ball really well against lefties this season. Is he still cheap? Um, let's see here. Atlanta. Yeah, he's 2,800. So um, a lot of interest there for me. And then, you know, Tyler Flowers, 3,200. So if Flowers draws the start, you know, I like him as well. Colorado at Seattle, Sensatella against James, our boy Paxton, um, coming off the DL here. Pitched really well. They were really happy with his control and his rehab start. Um, you know, James Paxton, before he got hurt this season, was just lights out. Um, it was really sad to see him get hurt. I don't know how many people will pay attention. I hope not a lot, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that people are sharper. That they're going to realize this game has flip-flopped to Seattle now. This game's in Safeco. It's not in Coors. Um, Paxton, 37 innings this season. 13.7% strikeout rate. Um, contact rate is under 71%. 30% strikeout rate. You know, we kind of saw this at the last end of last season. You know, Nolan Arenado, always really good against lefties. Ian Desmond, um, for sure. But when you look at this lineup, um, yeah, Blackman is just Blackman. He's just so good. Um, but when you're when you're looking at this lineup, and they kind of struggled yesterday against Miranda, and they get a much better lefty here um, today, Arenado and Story are the, really the two guys you're kind of worried about um, against left-handed pitching. DJ LeMahieu is good against lefties, doesn't strike out a bunch, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to hit home runs and beat you. So... I like Paxson here. I worry that I think he's just a tournament play just because we don't know what type of pitch count he's going to have here. I know he made a rehab start where he threw like 54 pitches. We don't know what the pitch count's going to be here, so I think he's a little risky on that front. Um, but I do think he's in play. You have to understand the risk of you know not knowing how many pitches he's going to throw here, but I do like this matchup for him. And then, like, on the flip side of this game, Sensatella, um, you know, not a big strikeout guy, but not a guy that's going to get lit up in this game. Um, he's been limiting the damage this season pretty well. You know, the contact rate is really high. The the, the swing and strike rate is really low. Um, ground ball guy, you know, even pitching cores, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs, but no real upside with him here. Um as far as bats go in this game, like Nolan Arenado already mentioned, um, Trevor Story, those guys against lefties are really good. Um, don't hate them. Don't love them. 
Um, you know, you're paying, you're paying, I'm sure. Let's see here. Even this, so, even though this game flip-flopped. Arenado's 49, uh, Story's 4,000. Um, the bat that I really like in this game that's kind of underpriced here is Kyle Seager. 3,700, Ben, ben Gamble 3,500. You know, we're getting some cheap bats here. You know, they bullshit bat. You know, especially if Nelson Cruz misses this game, Seager could bat fourth and Gamble bat second. Then you throw in Cano and you get yourself a little mini three-man stack there. Um, you know, we, when I mentioned Sensatella, you know, not striking people out. So, going to get contact here. We'll have to just see how it kind of ends up. Washington at San Francisco. Max Scherzer against Matt Kane. Um, when you look at the slate, you have to think, like, oh, it's going to be really hard to see Scherzer not win this game. Um, you know, we talked a lot of the firepower in bats in the earlier games. We talked about some pitching. But Max Scherzer is definitely one of the best plays on the slate here. Big ballpark offense that's 28th in Team Mobile against righties. They're even striking out at a 20% rate, which is kind of high for the Giants just in general. Love this spot for Scherzer. Um, you know, Matt Kane, a guy that the Washington Bats should be able to get some run support for Scherzer here. So, like Scherzer a lot. Um you know, definitely don't like Matt Cain. Matt Cain, decent against righties, struggles against lefties. No more strikeout stuff. Um, he's not been getting shelled this season, I will say that. Like, he's not giving up a bunch of home runs. Doesn't walk a lot of people. You know, he's going to challenge batters and make them hit and get on that way. But he has an 86.6% contact rate this season. 5.5% swinging strike rate. 31% hard contact. Like, the Sierra and XFIP expect some regression the whip is really high there's just no reason to play matt kane if harper's suspension holds or if his appeal holds here and he doesn't get suspended for this game harper murphy zimmerman definitely in play here for me um you know the little late stack here you know you want the three big power bats in this lineup i guess if you want to make it a four man you could take rendon and go three four five six here um they're on the road so you're gonna get that ninth inning as far as the Giants go, I think I'll pass. Um, I just don't see any reason to play these guys here. So I'll pass on that. Um, before we get out of here, if you guys have not checked out our sponsor, PlayDraft.com, I am shocked. I don't understand why you haven't checked them out yet. But check them out. Um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed my money on there on the Tuesday slate. If you haven't checked them out yet, it's playdraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. And um, I'm going to have to razz the siege a little bit. I have now beat him six slates in a row, um, and I'm now up by five games on him. So going to have to razz him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so make sure you guys check out PlayDraft. Love the fact that they sponsored the podcast. Um, love the product. Play there all the time. Enjoy it a lot. Um, I always try to remember to do Home Run Derby when um, when I do the solo podcast because I get, hey, why didn't you do a Home Run Derby? If I had to pick three guys to homer today, it would be Jake Lamb, Aaron Judge, and... Corey Dickerson would be the three guys here 
um, to hit home runs. Those would be my favorite three guys. So there you go. Um, sneaky home run would be probably like Jose Abreu or something. Uh, that's it. That's going to do it here for the Wednesday edition of the Morning Grind. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again then. Hey, what's up, Roto Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and FanDuel, available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt Max Brushless Power Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.